Hello and welcome to The Softer Side. I'm your life transitions coach, Shelley Carney. Let's design your life. Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice bring you The Softer Side, life transitions and relationship coaching. Join the live chat on YouTube every Wednesday and Friday at thesofterside.live. Today's topic is clarity, confidence, and contribution for middle age. So we're going to be talking about what happens when we hit middle age. It's kind of a thing that we all go through if if we live to be an, you know, into an older person. <laughs> we transition through middle age. And what happens during that? So let's get started talking about women in middle age. There was a survey done in 2014, and I think everything still stands a few, a few years later. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't think it's changed significantly. So. Um, and out of the thousands of women who were uh, s- surveyed, 75% of them felt ignored by men. 50% of them felt judged negatively because of their age. 60% feel that society is geared toward younger women. In other words, they get all the attention and all the, all the accolades and all the good jobs and all the opportunities the younger women do. And then 50% wish for more focus on the plight of older women, and only 15% feel confident. And I think that those play off of each other, right? When you're not feeling confident, then you tend to get into that victim mode where you say, nobody pays attention to me, nobody cares about my feelings or what I'm thinking, they don't want to listen to me, uh, and that's why when women say what they want, very often what they want is to be heard. They feel like they're not being heard. Part of that is that back and forth, I don't have confidence, so I won't speak up. Or I was speaking up and somebody shushed me, so now I'm not going to speak up anymore. Um, so we have that back and forth play of losing confidence all along the way, right? So it, confidence gets stripped away over the years. How do you feel about that? You want me to tell you how? <laughs> do you do you agree or do you disagree? Or have you seen that in other women that you've been around? I think the only characteristic that I feel confident in commenting on is that women seem to perceive themselves old, older than they are. Mm-hmm. I, I mean... I you know, I think of myself as an older person, a senior citizen. I'm 70. Mm-hmm. But when I was 45, I didn't think of myself as, well, I, I didn't think of myself as middle-aged in the sense that I just had too much, I was busy with too many things to think about whether or not I was middle-aged. Yes, I did buy a sports car. Oh, we're going to get to that next. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about women right now. But, we'll talk but, about but, men in the next but slide. But I agree <laughs> with you in the sense that I think that when women reach middle-aged, they start behaving intellectually or mentally as if they were as if they were older like they were seniors like they like they suddenly ended up senior citizens yes right i agree and, and, and i was I, watching a woman get coached today and she said i'm 45 years old do you think anybody younger is going to want me to coach them and like she was she thought she was so old and i'm like 10 years older than you yeah yeah i i really feel like that 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 they get to a, that, uh, and, a, and a, this is not meant to be critical. It's just a, an analysis, and I feel like um, they're at their prime in a lot of respects. They're at their prime intellectually. Uh, in some cases, they're at their prime uh, uh, romantically, maybe even sexually. You know, and so uh, I think it's in men's best interest to you know consider that and not to ignore. That. I don't seventy five percent feel ignored by men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a big number. And maybe that's a that's a man's problem, right? Rather than a I woman's. think it's a confidence problem because yeah. the sexiest thing about somebody else that you might be having some romantic interest mm-hmm. in is confidence. Yeah, uh, and that's you know, true. A woman could be a plus sized woman, and she could walk into the room and be all confident and look at me, and I'm awesome and I'm gorgeous, and all the men will think so too the, because that's who she says she is. The last woman I dated was a plus sized woman. And what was just amazing about her, she could walk in a room and it was like a ball of energy walked into the room and, and you admired that. And, you know, 
you and I have had this conversation about what I look for in in a in a um, a woman that I'm interested in. The first thing is I want her to be able to hold up her end of the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, not and it's I going want, to take a, a woman closer to your age in order to do that yeah. because you're not going to have anything in common to talk about no. with somebody much younger. No, I agree. Yeah, so. I think I'll women more, should feel more so. confident, <laughs> and thought management's going to be a part of that. Uh, I'll add more to the conversation when we get to the men part. Of okay, this. here we come. Okay. Let's talk about the male midlife crisis, right? This is something that's become sort of a, a, a thing that everybody, everybody knows that men go through this midlife crisis in middle age, and they feel a need for adventure and change. They might get a little depressed because they thought they were going to accomplish more in their lives and they're, they're like at the peak of their career and they're like, is this all there is? Uh, they're questioning long-held beliefs. Again, is this all there is? And is this all I was ever going to do? Um, or they might be thinking, you know, I've always been this. Am I still always that? They're questioning their beliefs. They might have some anger and blame. You know, well, it's not my fault that I didn't get up higher in the organization. They were keeping me down, you know, or whatever. But Or you might be throwing uh, blame onto a spouse or other people around you, uh, getting into that victim mentality. They might be unable to make decisions about their future. They're just like, well, I don't know exactly what I want to do right now. I'm just kind of confused and and, and I want to see what's available and before I make any decisions. Um, and then they desire more from their relationship. Maybe... Uh, you know, they've, they've kind of let that part of their life go because they've been so focused on work. And now they turn to their relationship because they have the time and energy. And the spouse is busy with her own life or his own life or however their relationship works. That spouse might be busy with their own life, their own goals, their own thing. And if it's a woman who's also middle-aged, she might be going through uh, pre-menopause or menopause itself. So her needs might be changing. So he may want more from the relationship. And at that point in time, it's going to take some work to get there. So the male midlife crisis contains a lot of these things. And what do you think? <laughs> so um, uh, you're making a face. <laughs> well, I'm making a face because, because I didn't have the opportunity to experience that midlife crisis. Right. Why? Uh, well, uh, I was married uh, I, that has uh, nothing to do with no, it. No, no, no. Uh, I'll, ex- I'll explain how that <laughs> okay. ends up down at the bottom right okay. there, okay? Uh, we were raising six kids. Mm-hmm. We had foster babies. I had a job. I had a business that required a lot of my time in a in a city that has more energy than most cities, Washington, D.C. I was traveling as a result of that. I was producing uh, content that uh, my clients really appreciated and helped, you know, defend the constitution and and protect democracy right so i i think now i did i, I did go through a series of sailboats restoring mm-hmm. and i did buy a couple of sports cars mm-hmm. um but i didn't feel like i needed to be doing things you know i didn't the need for adventure and change my, my well, adventure your was, job included that yeah that's what that's what i'm saying so that my my work uh, if you needed adventure, just do what I was doing. You'd get plenty of adventure. Raising six children is an adventure in and of itself. <laughs> and, you know, and you got all those babies you had to change. Well, that was so. the other thing too. Is uh, <laughs> that brought all the? Uh, the only change I got was changing diapers because we went through you know twenty four foster babies. Okay, well, but let's so. talk about what happened when you hit forty nine. When I hit forty nine, oh well, that changed. So uh, you're talking about the heart attack, mm. yeah? So uh, coming back from London. On a on a Boeing, one of the first Boeing seven seven sevens, I had a heart attack, and my first reaction to it was so I had this feeling that I didn't expect it. I knew I kind of knew it was coming because you ignore as a male. I was too busy to consider that I was experiencing angina, uh, and uh, so we made it back from London into. Washington Dulles. They rushed me directly to Reston Hospital, and I was I was in one of those emergency rooms where the white thing was around you, and I heard the doctor say to my wife, "You should call your children. He's probably not going to make it through the night." 
and that that the sound of those words change your life, right? Mm. Uh, because your first reaction, your first reaction is, "Oh my God, is this the end of my life?" Mm. And I've had a couple of those situations yeah. in my life anyway, yeah. right? Uh, so is this the end of my this time the end of my life? Um, and uh, so. Uh, your first natural reaction is, okay, well, I better prepare in my head and see the kids and make sure I have the right words for them. And then about five minutes later, you go like, screw that. I am not going out this way. <laughs> and uh, and you start uh, you start planning in the context of that, right? So I'm, not only did I make it through the night, I made it through the next week. Uh, the second week out, back in those days, what back, back they do it now, is I was in rehab. Mm -hmm. I was back at the hospital exercising, working out, learning to recover, uh, taking up some different things. You know, this was 1998, so I changed a a little bit of my routine and started being more cautious about the jobs that I was taking, started investing more and being able to stay home and do the course, you know, Mm -hmm. teaching sales courses and not doing as much traveling. Mm -hmm. Now, there was a couple of opportunities, you know, uh, Iraq and Afghanistan that I couldn't pass up, but, uh, but... Uh, for the most part, my travel time was reduced. My stress was reduced. I, I looked for ways to reduce my stress. Focus on family. But I didn't, uh, while I did change my my lifestyle in the sense that I eliminated some things were just kind of dumb. I made sure I got my exercise regularly, started dieting, you know, in a reasonable way because when you travel, you don't diet. So mm-hmm. it did impact me in a positive way. And I did experience those you know, those stages of grief, really, because you, you think you're going to die. And so I went through the depressions and, and the concerns. And, you know, you there, there's a time after you have a heart attack that you're afraid to go to sleep mm. because you're afraid you won't wake up. Mm-hmm. Like you stay up all night so you don't go to sleep because you're afraid that you're not going to wake up. Uh, so I went through all of those periods. But within, a, a, a you know, six or seven months, I felt like my, my I had to, I made a decision then regardless of what would happen, I had to lead my life as normally as possible. And what amazed me is the doctors were very, you know, you'd think to yourself, well, I just had a heart attack. I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's, that's, was my father's generation. That's what they used to tell, mm, yeah. you know, my father's generation, just stop doing stuff. The, <laughs> the doctors in, in that, in my generation, mm-hmm. no, get some exercise, change your diet, Keep active, keep your mind busy, et cetera, et cetera, because they they believed that if you survive that, you have a chance to live a long and healthy life. Mm-hmm. And as it turned out, I have. I mean, that's that was 21 years ago, basically, April 1st. It was April Fool's Day. Uh, but that was 21 years ago. And the only difference that I've had since then is in 2012, um, I collapsed while riding on the, the Bosque bike trail. And uh, it wasn't a heart attack. And they, they were so unsure as to what it was, they decided, well, let's put the defibrillator inside. Mm-hmm. And as uh, our audience probably knows by now, I just had the battery changed out. They don't change the battery, they change the device. Yesterday, I went for them to calibrate the device, and the guy basically said, hey, you're doing real good. Your activity level is high. Your, your uh, support level is very low. You know, we're pacing you less than 1% of the time. So, so I have a chance to lead, you know, a longer life as long as I maintain my health and as long as I give myself a reason to. And uh, I know this probably uh, sounds crazy to some people, but doing videos, you know, channels like this and the Gypsy's Kiss and the World Sand Project are all parts of the reason to wake up every morning. And if you go to sleep with a reason to wake up the next morning, Mm-hmm. You go to sleep right. and you don't worry about not waking up the next morning because you have a plan. Now, one of these days, you know, you're not going to wake up, right? Uh, but I have to tell the folks that yesterday uh, when I went for my <laughs> calibration, um, the uh, technician that was calibrating uh, got a uh, text message and he says, I have to leave for about 15 minutes. Uh, can you wait? He said, I said, of course. And so he left for about 15 minutes. He came uh, back up. And he started doing the data again, started because they have this device that communicates with the uh, defibrillator. And I said, what was all that about? And he said, well, the good news is your device works because I was just downstairs in the emergency room where uh, a person with the same device that you have in your chest had a heart attack and it saved him. It got him to the emergency room. So uh, so I'm, I'm sure that one day that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I hope it saves me. 
But the simple fact of the matter is I'm 70 and I'm in the latter half of my life. And one day it's not going to help. It's not going to make any difference. But I can't focus on that day. I've got to, because it's going to create that kind of crisis. And Mm -hmm. it may not be a midlife crisis, but it could very well be a a senior citizen crisis, (laughs) right, where you just focus. And I see it again uh, when I go to the VA hospital. I see a lot of guys at the hospital, a lot of men my age who are experiencing their senior crisis. They know that and that they're at the in the latter half of their life and that's what they're experiencing you know they're they they live that experience of depression and questioning your long-held beliefs and looking anger and blame looking for Mm -hmm. uh, things and i think that's what's going to cost you that's what will result in a shorter life Mm -hmm. i think the longer you can ignore that stuff whether it's in your midlife or in your late life the longer you're going to live all right well let's get moving forward and see what we can do about these things. First, we need to understand that our self-concept is a comprehensive evaluation of the self, largely based on how a person sees themselves, values themselves, thinks about themselves, and feels about themselves. So how do I see myself? Um, You know, what do I think about me? And it should be independent of what you do for a living or the children that you've raised, or the spouse that you have, or how much money you have. This is just you as an individual um, thinking about yourself. Are you proud of yourself? Do you have personal integrity? Are you honest? Uh, Do you speak your truth? Do you take care of yourself? Um, And why? So all of these go into your self-concept. Your self-concept can be changed. And it does change quite a lot from the time we're a child, teenager, and young adult. But by the time we are in middle age, it is pretty set, right? It's like jello that has set. <laughs> it's now firm. Uh, it's still kind so of wiggly. It's a little wiggly. Yeah. And we can make it more wiggly if we heat it up. You know, there's ways to, to uh, change our self-concept. But it's an uphill battle once we've, you know, got really set in our ways. It's an uphill battle against established ideas, and it doesn't always align with reality. As you can see here, a picture of somebody trying to climb that uh, rock, you know, um, it seems like a long way up. (laughs) It's a a Davio photo. Yeah. And does not always align with reality, because sometimes we hold on to the past a little too much. You know, you know, I was such a great athlete in my day and I'm, you know, I did this and I did that and I did all these things and I'm an athlete. You have that in your mind. You may not have run, a, you know, a block's worth uh, in the last several years, but in your mind, you're an athlete. That wouldn't align with reality, right? Unless you're taking advantage of your athleticism uh, daily. Uh or maybe you think, well, you know, I used to be quite the uh, quite the flirt with the men. The men all lined up to, you know, to spend time with me. But you don't take care of yourself anymore. You put on some weight. You 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 know, you don't wear the nice clothes that you used to wear. You don't do your hair up anymore. Whatever it is, you kind of let that go. But in your mind, I'm st- I'm still, you know, I'm still got it. <laughs> so it may not re- line up with reality, or it could be the other way. You know, I've never been able to lose weight, and I'm always such such an overweight person. But even though you've lost thirty, forty pounds in the last year, you still think of yourself as an overweight person because that is your identity. That's what's your self concept is. So, and it's a little harder to change as we get older. So do these things sound familiar? I want more self-confidence in my life. I want to be able to ask questions and do things that are scary. Speak up. Speak my truth. I want to make changes and take risks, but I also want to stay the same and be safe. (laughs) Those all sound familiar, then you're just normal like everybody else, but this is the things that we go through, and we go through a lot in middle age. We want to have the confidence to be able to do things we've never done before, uh, to say, you know, the past does not dictate my future. Just because I didn't make a million dollars ever before doesn't mean I won't do it in the future, um, you know. Or just because I haven't met the love of my life or I had three divorces doesn't mean I won't meet somebody tomorrow that'll change all that. 
you know, uh, most of us don't have that confidence because we've been up and down so many times on the same themes in our life and we haven't gotten past some of those. So we just ingrain them into our, into our lifestyle, into our thinking, into our self-concept. So to do something different is kind of scary. It takes a lot of confidence. What do you think of that? I agree with it. What we want is clarity in our thoughts. And to uh, get to that point of having clarity in our thoughts, it's very simple. We can do a thought download. Basically, write down everything that you're thinking. And then from that, recognize the things that you want and the things that you don't want. You know, I don't like it when this happens, but I do like this. And then start to split those out and be able to focus on the things you do want and let go of the things that you don't want. Then you can work through some thought models. Discern how you're thinking and the results that you're getting from that thinking. And then say, is this what I want? Right? Uh, And then you can choose some new goals based on the results that you do want. Next, we move into self-confidence. How do we display self-confidence? How do we act as if we are the person we want to be? We want to project something to the world that is confident. We can instruct others how to think about us, right? We can say uh, whatever we want, right? And I've talked to Toby about this before the show. I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to become the life coach of the rich and famous, just because that's what I want. And that's what I'm going to declare myself to be. And I'm going to identify myself as that. I'm going to change my self-concept to I am the life coach of the rich and famous. And I'm going to tell everybody that I'm the life coach of the rich and famous. If you want to work with me, it's a luxury, right? It's not just for anybody. You have to be able to, you know, have things like your own um, fancy cars and and uh, private jets and things of that nature. If you want to work with me, I'm, you know, exclusive. And that is something that I get to choose. And you get to choose it, whatever you want as well. Show people that you are well-liked by liking yourself, right? Never put yourself down in front of other people. Oh, well, this is going to sound crazy, but blah, blah, blah. Or, uh, well, I didn't prepare, or I'm sorry, or I'm blah, blah, or I'm bad, or I'm fat, or I'm ugly, or any of that. Throw that all out. Because the way you treat yourself in front of other people shows them how to treat you. So always treat yourself well, right? I think I'm pretty smart. I think I'm kind of cute. I think I am a really fun person and I smile because I'm happy and I would like you to smile with me. You know, it's just that when I feel good about myself and I share that with you, that makes you feel good about me too. Uh, Well, you know my feelings. I mean, we've we've (laughs) had this conversation before about uh, your um, self-image. Mm-hmm. And um, and if if you want to see your how your self image uh, affects your relationship with others, even if they're strangers, uh, dress up scruffily one day, <laughs> go to the grocery store, don't smile, just kind of look at people, don't talk, don't do nothing. Then go the next day to the same grocery store, uh, dress nicer, and smile. And it's like two different worlds. People respond to whatever energy you're giving off. So if you're giving off a negative energy, Mm -hmm. that's what you're going to get right back. Mm -hmm. And it's like being in a different place. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you, uh, so I had, so I had one of those dress up and smile days the other day. (laughs) I got to tell you the story. Okay. And um, I was walking through the grocery store Mm -hmm. and uh, I moved over to let a lady buy. And when I did, I hit a uh, display. And it con- contained packaged churros, like little churros with a caramel dip. And the display went over. <laughs> and they just spread Oops. out over the floor. <laughs> My reaction to those situations has always been, excuse me, store person over here can, you know, take care of this. There were three women, each with their cards, what I would call middle to senior age. 
and they said the equivalent. They they the, the, some of them, they all said something, mm -hmm. but it was the equivalent of oh well, let's clean up this mess, and we picked up the container and we're picking up the chudos and putting them back in the things. And I was making jokes and they were laughing like, I want you to know that I don't have anything against chudos. That was an act, pure accident. And they were laughing. <clears throat> and um, and um, at the end, uh, one of the women, as she was putting in the last one, she got, she got the last one. She said, we won't tell anyone about this. And I said, yeah, you're, I agree. Uh, and, then, uh, and then the other one said, uh, the other one said, uh, there were no churros hurt in, you know, like it was really cute. It was really this moment of interaction with complete strangers yeah. helping each other. And I think the difference was I went into that store with a positive energy mm -hmm. and made a funny little mistake that could happen to anybody. People responded to the funny little energy and staying instead of looking at you like, Oh, that's your problem there, Bubba. <laughs> you know, right? Three different, and you didn't stand there and call yourself a klutz right. or how stupid was that or anything like that, yeah. which would have ruined the energy, like yeah. you said. Yeah, I said. Well, I I actually said aloud when I walked over. I, I made kind of a like a, ooh, that was unintentional. I said that out loud, and that's and that's what kind of brought them in and uh, started working with us. And it was a kind of that warm, positive energy thing that that attracts other people and, and makes other people helpful instead of, you know, like, hey, buddy, that's your problem, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was a good experience, and it, and it was a lot like that, you know, it, you're, you're displaying that kind of confidence right. that people are willing to chip in and help you. It's not like I couldn't I, – I thought later, well, maybe it was just because I'm an old man, and they felt like – but they were my age. They, yeah. were, they were seniors as well, you mm -hmm. know, so it was kind of neat. I really enjoyed it. Well, and we've talked about – when you make a mistake in front of people and yet you're still positive about it and you're recovering from that mistake, they see it as, oh, look, he is an underdog, but he's really trying. So let's all help him uh -huh. because people love an underdog who keeps on trying. It's like Rudy, Rudy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you if I had knocked that over, gone around it, looked at it like that and said, well, that's not my problem. Yeah. And driven then on. they would have thought yeah. poorly of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody would help. Nobody would said anything. They, would they just, wouldn't have had a fun little right. they adventure had at the store that yeah, day. <laughs> exactly. And I'm willing to bet that a, that a couple of them at least went home and were able to tell, you know, how you were talking about that daily journaling, just two lines of what happened. Yeah. That was their story for the day. That's right. You know, That's kind right. of just a fun interaction, like strangers coming together to solve a problem. That's right. So. That's right. Awesome. So, uh, Capra wanted to know if I got a date. I didn't, <laughs> but I didn't ask. So, and again, demonstrate how you want to be treated by how you treat other people. So, you know, Toby was very friendly and positive, and they were that way back to him, and he became a positive leader. Uh, oh, I made a mistake. Let me clean it up, and everybody jumped in to help because he was leading the way. And he said, "Eh." Now, my problem and left, that would have been the kind of leader he would have been at that point. It would have been like, uh, you know, uh, he wouldn't have, would not have been a leader. They mm -hmm. would have all gone their separate ways. And that would have been their story mm -hmm. for the day. You know, I saw this guy knock over a display at the thing and he just walked away. What a jerk. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Totally different. So display self-confidence. Confidence in contribution. So a lot of times... Um, as we're getting into middle age and a little older, we might be thinking about our contribution, especially if we are entering into that empty nest situation. Our kids are grown and they've moved on and we no longer have somebody to dote on and we have this kind of an empty space in our lives that we want to fill. Well, we want to contribute, right? We want to contribute to our family, to our community and to the world. So let's take a look at what we do well or have mastered. Say, I'm really good at listening and supporting other people. I think that I could demonstrate that and maybe teach that. I could be a life coach or I could teach young people listening skills. I could use that as a method of contributing. Um, say we have an area of passion. We think 
like this guy. Oh my gosh, we're running out of sand. I'm, I'm going to get my microscope, so I'm going to talk about sand. I'm going to get on YouTube and talk about how we're running out of sand in the world, and I'm going to show sand in a microscope because I love that. I'm passionate about it. So he tries new things. He learns a lot, and he approaches it from a beginner mindset, which means I'm open to learning anything and everything there is to know about microscopes and sand because that's his passion. Um, and then we can learn from others. So if we have a friend, a spouse, uh, a business partner, somebody in our lives who is good at something or doing something, or maybe we've just met them, or maybe we seek them out because we want to take a class from them or have them as a mentor or just get to know them. For whatever reason, they're good at something and we want to learn it. Maybe they're good at martial arts and we want to learn martial arts. We've always wanted to learn that uh, all our lives. And now we finally have the time and we're going to go do this. Uh, so we learn from others, but we don't expect to be perfect day one. We know we're going to make a lot of mistakes uh, because it's something brand new that we haven't tried before. And when we approach it with that beginner mindset and we listen and we try and we hear their feedback and we incorporate that feedback into what we're learning, we grow, right? And mistakes build resiliency. So when we make a mistake and then we fix it, we're re more resilient the next time. Uh, I was listening to a podcast and I found it really great uh, information to think about. Uh, that which does not kill us makes us stronger, which just means every time we overcome a challenge, we get stronger, right? The opposite is also true. Every time we shy away from a challenge, we get weaker, I'll say that again. Every time we shy away from a challenge, we get weaker. And what does that mean? Well, let's say that uh, one day I decide, you know what? I don't want to drive all the way across town in the rain. I'm a little nervous about that. So I'm not going to do that today. So I don't drive across town in the rain that day. I shied away from that challenge. Next time it rains, I don't even want to go to the store. It's raining. I don't want to drive in this rain. And it gets to where maybe I don't even want to drive at all because I have made myself weaker by shying away from challenges so much that now I, I've limited my choices completely. So think about that the next time a challenge comes up for you. Um, well, I might make a mistake at it or I might fall down and, and not be able to get back up again. Well, somebody will be there to help you back up just take that risk. Because if you don't take those risks, you don't meet those challenges, pretty soon you're going to limit yourself so much that you're not even going to be able to drive to the store in the rain. You, you just described the questions that Darwin was asking as he went through his process. <laughs> right. Why do these, why does this species survive and that one doesn't? And, and the conclusion he came to is this species chose to, uh, uh, do something that this species uh, did not ch choose to do. Now, when you're talking about inanimate objects like plants and things like that, there you know there's not choices. Mm -hmm. uh, but he applied it to the human species, and he realized the big difference between the ones that survive and the ones that don't are the ones that make the adventurous choices. They're the ones that uh, and and survive. Mm -hmm. They have those adventure genes in them, and they etc. etc. Et so right. it it's really the is people a set of who choice. take the biggest risks that have the greatest rewards. Yeah. So let's go over the unintentional thought model of a circumstance of middle age. You know, we just have middle age and you think, well, I can't change anything. Hmm. I'm just stuck the way I am. I've made all these commitments and decisions and, and now I can't undo it. Everybody's expecting me to be who I am and, and I can't change. And, and then how do we feel when we think that? Well, we feel defeated and hopeless, right? We're stuck. So our action is that we just avoid anything new and different. Um, we stay in our little pattern, and uh, we don't go outside the lines, don't go outside the comfort zone, and so we don't change anything. So our result proves our thought. So let's create an intentional thought model. So again, the circumstance, middle age, and the thought might be, I'm ready for something new. 
I'm ready for something new. I'm ready. And that gives us an, uh, a feeling of confident anticipation. What, what's going to come my way? I'm ready. I'm open. I'm looking for opportunities. What's going to happen? What exciting thing's going to happen? You know, you get that confidence. You get that anticipation. You're looking forward to things going on in your world. And what does that make you want to do? It wants you to... You want to stay active. You want to look for opportunities. You want to try new things. Hey, I might like this. Uh, I tried yoga last year for, you know, about six months. It wasn't for me. It was nice, but not really for me. But I tried it, right? And I met some people and I had, a you know, an interesting time and I learned some stuff. I tried new things and I made some changes, you know. Maybe it didn't stick with me on the yoga, but maybe it encouraged me to keep going back to the gym or to do some stretching at home that I wasn't doing before. And then the result is we learn, we grow, we evolve, and we end up with the life we want rather than just the life that we have or the default. So here's my recommendations. Manage your thoughts using the thought download and the thought models. And if you would like to have uh, your own thought download thought models exercises, you can go to esofterside.com and download them there. And there's also a link in the description box below that will take you there. We want to take care of ourselves and love ourselves and teach other people to do the same, right? I take care of me because I love me. And that shows other people that I'm a good person to love. <clears throat> And then we want to set goals, you know, we don't want to just stay stuck in the same pattern all day long and never change and never grow and never evolve because I can get really old and we can really have our world close in on us um, if we're not meeting any challenges, right? And then get support. Um, support will take you to the next level when you're unable to do that by yourself. In that vein... You can grow in confidence starting today and get the support you need to find clarity, confidence, and hope and learn the best way to enjoy the transitional journey and truly contribute. Just click on the link in the description box below and set up, schedule a call with me and uh, let's talk about it. Now we are going to see what's going on in the chat room and open up the phone line 202-815-1171. Here's a question for you. What contributions do you want to make toward a better future? Also, are there any challenges that you're shying away from? Are there? Me? Yeah. <sighs> no. <laughs> I don't think so. Today I sent an email that I was like, okay, this is really crazy and a weird thing to say to a person, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I didn't apologize for it. And I didn't start off by saying, hey, this is crazy and weird, but let me tell you what's going on. You want to know what it was? Yeah. Okay. Now you got my curiosity. So I had a dream, not last night, but the night before, mm -hmm. that I was uh, interviewing with DJ to be her life coach and personal assistant. So I wrote to her and I told her that I would like to be her life coach and that I'd had a dream about that. Oh, wow. Yeah. You wrote her an email or you called her? I wrote her an email. Wow. Did you get a response yet? Not yet. You will. She's very good about that. <laughs> DJ uh, Heck is, is uh, a businesswoman here and uh, very well-known and highly regarded businesswoman here in Albuquerque. And we've done work for her uh, before and she's always fun to be around. She's a, literally a ball of energy, you know. <laughs> Yeah. So Did, was that a phone call or what was that? That was uh, a text message from oh. somebody regarding uh, our show tonight. But okay. let me go through the room. Say hi to Davio, who says Namaste. Hey, Namaste to you. And uh, let's see. No question. He says it was a Yosemite climber. I was referring to that. Uh, I referred to that photo mm -hmm. that uh, you had on one of your things. Jeep Girl Jody's in the room. Hi, Toby. Hey. Uh, Shelly. Hi, Jeep Girl. We haven't seen you in a while. Captain Marvel is in the room. Davio says, snow is coming. Winter yeah. is coming. <laughs> Winter is uh, coming. He says, I love what Shelly is saying today. Shelly's compassion and patience is love. Jens is in the room. Hi, Jens. Oh, hey, Jens. Um, nice to see you Good again. Talk. Jens, did you, did you send me that uh, material about Bill? Uh, 
to AGK. Capra uh, says she didn't get a notification. Sorry, she's late. Oh. Hmm. Guten Tag, V. Gates. Oh, well, look <laughs> at you. Look at you. Um, let's see. V. Uh, Gates is in on Oita. Wow. <laughs> I know, right? I know. <laughs> Some of that servant that's coming back to me from yeah. 20 years, 30 years ago. Refers, uh, uh, Yen says, middle age, that refers to my age. I think he's 40. Uh, Davio uh, uh, says, Shelly is the classy babe. <laughs> okay. And then says, Coco. I don't know what that means. Does that mean something? Like Coco Chanel. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Davio is a shameless flirt at age 62. That's okay. So it's okay to be like that. You bet. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm not a shameless as, flirt. No, not a, as long as you're not like making Creepy. women uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. Right? I think that's it. Um, <laughs> we, we all know a particular famous flirt. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Caper uh, says, I am 43. I feel like either 13 or 76 on any given day. Interesting. Let's see. Uh, Jens, who is 40, says the last time I felt like I was 13 is 27 years ago. When, <laughs> when, he was, when 13. It was 13. Okay. Caper uh, asks, agree with that. the softer side, how would Toby have responded if he got a nasty response from one of the ladies? I guess my uh, churros story. Oh, he would have just... Shrugged it off. He doesn't take things too personally, usually. That's an interesting question. I don't, uh, I think you're right. I don't think I would have done, eh, I just dropped my. Sand? No, I dropped my uh, mouse. Oh. Which means I can't <laughs> move things around. Uh, so let me answer that question. I don't think I would have done anything differently. I would have focused on the on the ladies that were willing to help. I, I had to solve the problem. And at that point, I had two choices. They provided a third. The two choices were to walk away from it, which would I, I would have never done. Actually, I guess I had three choices. Walk away, which I wouldn't have done. Uh, or secondly, start picking up the stuff, um, uh, which is... M likely what I would have done. It would have taken me a while, but I don't, I'm retired. I don't have any place to be. Or thirdly, looked for somebody in the store. Because he takes responsibility. He's yeah. the one that knocked it over. Yeah. Or thirdly, looked for someone in the store to come and pick it up, which I would have never done. I just, I would have probably done number two, which is I just started picking up myself. And I think that one action, the action of not yelling for some store personnel or not walking away from it is what made them go like, oh, well, let me help this old codger. This old coot. Is he going to be able to lean over and pick that stuff up? So, uh, but yeah, I, I. You know what they did is they thought, I've done things like, like that. that. And I would like have people have not say anything mean, way. but just yeah. to help instead. Yeah. And nobody laughed. You know? well, well, they did laugh, but in a kind of. With uh, you rather yeah, than at you. Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, the churros are on the ground. Yeah. You know. Okay, so uh, you're going to have to, here, do this for just a moment. Uh, because I've got to find our mouse because I can't do anything until. Where are you? It's right there, isn't oh, okay. it? Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, complacency is death. Doesn't that come with old age? Complacency is a state of mind and a choice. Where are we? Captain Marvel at the top there. Okay. Uh, let's see. And our so, phone lines are open if you do want to call in. Davi again says, love what Shelly is about. Capo says, I'm trying to learn web design and seriously trying to take a step one. I bought a book, but that will not be enough. That's funny. I've never, I guess, because she's in education. Mm -hmm. Well, um, uh, Christy, you have a a wealth of people at your, uh, you know, at your college who can, you know, you can reach out to and ask for help in that, in that area. 
So I'm going to make a suggestion that uh, that you should try if you want to learn web design. Web design in this day and age is no longer learning HTML or even Java or Atlas or any of Python. the other Python, any of the Kevin's other Kevin's learning Python, uh, any of the other programming language that the engineers have to learn. And I know because I know enough about this field. What I would strongly recommend for someone who's trying to learn learn web design, meaning the design of a page on a screen that's enticing. Uh, I would uh, get the free account from either Wix or Squarespace uh, because both of them enable you to design web pages using the structures that lay behind it. Nobody, no one, uh, I have a couple, I have one daughter uh, that is the responsible for web design of a large corporation in Washington, D.C. And nobody writes, she has people, engineers, who are writing Java and Atlas and Python and all the programming languages underneath. But she uses uh, a uh, WYSIWYG, a, a point-and-click application that they've designed on top of it so that she can do the design, she feeds it back to them. Uh, so there are a couple of products that do that. One is Wix, the other is Squarespace. And what they enable you to do is point and click effectively, take the objects that you want to put on the page, and then they generate the underlying code. So you don't have to worry about that. I don't recommend anybody at this in the, if you're not just, if you're not in college or just out, I don't re recommend anyone learning code. Uh, leave that to the engineers because it's complex enough that it does take an engineering skill in order to do that. Use the tools that are uh, at least a layer above that. Uh, in this case, Wix and Squarespace are both two layers above that. Mm -hmm. There is a free version. You don't have to pay oh, uh, for that. That's them what I did. Go, I did yeah. Wix and, you know, you, you do it and then you go, you mess with it and you play with it and then you can add some apps to it you yeah. can change things around you can show it to people and say what do you think of it and what what should it have that it's not ha doesn't have yet and you know play with it uh and then once you get it you know beautiful the way you want it then you can uh you know upgrade to the paid account if you choose to do that. And the nice thing about using those tools is you can build a very complex web page uh you know one that has layers that that <coughs> stick to the screen etc. Excuse me. <clears throat> getting your cough back um that would require significant no 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 i, I just uh, oh, okay. uh that have that would require significant amount of coding in various languages and now you can just use the point and click and when you when you uh compile it it generates the necessary code for you, you don't even have to worry about it so that's what i would recommend uh doing hang on let me catch up here <laughs> Let's see. Um, life is cause and effect. Would rather be effect or cause. Yeah, uh, Davio. Uh, there Here's we go. Davio. Davio. <laughs> Why don't you talk to him while I'm going through the... All right. Hello. Oops. Hold Davio. on. Hold on. <laughs> Where are we at? Hello? Yeah, Hello, Davio? Can. There we go. Shelly. Hey, how are you? I am very good. Very good. Things are going great. I, I thought what you were doing here is just really wonderful, and I just had to tell you, I'm so glad you're doing this. Well, thank you. I appreciate you being here and taking part in it. Well, right on. Now, you had a question you kind of put out to the world. What was mm -hmm. it? Uh, let's see. It was... Uh, I'm going to go so back to Well, I had a couple of them. One was, uh, what contributions do you want to make toward a better future? And the other was, what challenges are you shying away from? So which one would you like to answer? Well, I'll go for the, uh, the what am I contributing? I would say in the family that I have moved into, I'm contributing in uh, uh, morale, uh, supporting a elderly gentleman in and out of wheelchairs and buildings and such. So the other family members don't have to contend with some stuff like that. So I get to be the uh, the roadie. So I'm good at that. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I'm contributing mm -hmm. uh, in all kinds of ways like that. So that's that's been really terrific. So, that's great. Yeah. It's part of something. You yeah. Know? It's kind of like a band that's not really going on tour. <clears throat> <laughs> so how is that making you feel? Part of something, which is nice, kind of like I used to be feeling like I was part of a band or a climbing, you know, mm -hmm. a climbing gang or something, you know, like like that. So this is this is cool. So this is family, which is a whole new 
layer of uh, stuff I've uh, never experienced before. So mm-hmm. it's it's really, uh, as we say in California, way bitching, dude. <laughs> well, it sounds like you had two choices to make. You could either have said, no, family is too much for me, I'm backing off, or you could dive straight in and make the most of it. It sounds like you went with that second choice and, and you're getting a lot out of it. You know, the dive straight in is my style, as I did with the treasure hunt, as I do with uh, usually art projects. You know, I forget to eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just kind of dive right in. So that that's just my style of doing things. And so I thought, I'm not backing off from these people. Here we go. And they're, you know, we're having lots of laughs, which is terrific. Yeah. And when you keep that, keep doing that, you'll never get old because you're always learning and you're always staying active go. and you're always open to new experiences. Yeah, exactly. Yoga is good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gave it a try. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's what everybody for should me. give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been outstanding. Uh, uh, you know, I, I forced myself to look at the video and do it. So it's like, I'm not signing up for any classes. If I can't make that video work for me, then I'm not going to drive to some building. Yeah. So yeah. I make that work. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that's an uncomfortable thing that I, you know, force myself through that I know that I have to do so I can stay healthy, mentally sharp. And then, and then my climbing buddies will take me up something in Yosemite. Yay. <laughs> well, it Which does keep you very limber, flexible. Oh, yeah. That's important. Yeah. Mental. Yeah. My, my, uh, my three youngest daughters are all, uh, yoga fans of yoga yeah and ryan actually took the course so that she can teach it Excellent. but what's really funny is where when you'll be in a in the same room and we'll be at dinner or something yeah. like that and they start Stretching. talking about it mm. like yeah they can talk about yoga for hours like <laughs> really oh yeah yeah did you put these three postures together? Yeah, exactly this is awesome because yeah. this pops over here and oh i get such a great release in my pelvic re- yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and there's so many different styles and oh yeah Exactly. Yeah, the vinyasa, and there's, there's the Bikram. what's the can, kundalini. Kundalini, <laughs> kundalini <laughs> makes me sad. Breathe. You should tell that. them that story. Yeah, yeah. Kundalini, <laughs> kundalini, yeah. kundalini. Yeah, I'm an old guy. I grew up in the rock world. We know where you're going here. Okay, oh. let's keep it monetized. Shall All right, we? keep okay. it monetized. Yes, no. well. <laughs> Just wanted to call and say, Shelly, you are loved. So thank you very much for everything that you're doing. And uh, keep up the good show. And, you know, hello, K-Pro, Jens, and everybody else in the room. William, everybody, right on. Well, thanks for calling, Davio. I appreciate that. Okay, right on. We'll talk to you later. Ciao. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, Kundalini was a... Was no, a- it's, it's basically there was... Uh, when Toby was part of the uh, producer outreach program at the public access television station there was a woman who wanted to create a program of kundalini yoga and they did a little pilot program that we recorded i was there as on camera that day um and uh and Toby was kind of directing you were directing mm-hmm. that day technical director technical no director. no no actually it was floor director floor director yeah, yeah. we were out in yeah. And so she was sitting there and doing some things that were like, we were like, this is yoga. Cause it was very like, she would just be moving her finger and I was <laughs> like, what? And then one of them was like, I don't know. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, or something like that. And I was like, that's yoga. <laughs> anyway, surprised. so we took the pilot. And one of the things that I had to do was I had to go to the uh, management of the public access station to present this, and I presented everybody. I, I didn't. I didn't make that decision. I would shoot it. I would. I would direct it the best I could, and I would make the best possible pilot. And then I would have to present that pilot to management, and they would make the decision about whether or not to put this show. <laughs> and uh, and one of the one of the gentlemen. Uh, uh, let me see. It was Rick. Rick and John. John, um, uh, Rick Matz and John Padilla, and uh, so I presented this to them, and I flipped on the lights after presenting to them, and uh, John looked down at the table and he said, "Kundalini makes me sad," <laughs> and it was just such a funny thing to say at that point. And the way he said, it, he's a big, kind of heavy set guy, and he looked down at the table and he said, 
Kundalini makes me sad, and so it never it never did make it, it on it air. It didn't see the light of day. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was just wasn't quite ready for prime time. Okay, so uh, William's in the room. Odin's in the room. Hey, he laughed out loud at something. I'm not sure what. Uh, the uh, so he was talking about the uh, grocery store incident. The worst thing is when somebody else knocks something over and walks away, but you're helpful and you start picking stuff up, and people think that you knocked it you over. Did it. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I'm just picking up the churros. <laughs> So they're having a very nice uh, conversation about Squarespace. And, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Let's see. Very helpful. Thank you for being helpful friends in our chat room. Yeah. We appreciate that. So uh, Capro responded to your thing. I do have lots of resources in my college, but looking at what to ask, I want not to take up too much of someone's time. Mm -hmm. Just because I'm the boss, I might just enroll in the class. I I'm really going to – so I'm going to strongly recommend – It depends on why you want it. Yeah. If you want to know programming – Make a living at it. If you want to know programming, um, then go ahead and audit the class if you want. Uh, but if it's just designing a, a simple website uh, for your own use, then like Toby said, uh, do something that, that, is, that is drag and drop simple. And, uh, you know, then it's more about the design and, yeah. you know, getting the design you it like. It really is web design and at it's that more, point. And it's just like playing, you know, I get change these colors and I want to put this picture here and... You know, and this is what I want for words. And if you're just going to play with uh, designing a website, then yeah, definitely go with the drag and drop. Let's see. Uh, William says, "Topster is Topster in Downward Dog should be funny to watch." <laughs> yeah, it would be funny because Topster's not going to go anywhere near Downward Dog. Um, Caper says, "I would rather box. I have never tried yoga, hmm. but probably yeah, boxing is fun." Uh, you, my daughter, uh, Toby Renee, uh, boxes. So I did vinyasa yoga, which is just a lot of different positions and, and it's a flowing, uh, form. But as I was learning it, it was just, it was a lot of, uh, stretching and flexibility exercises. So if you normally do stretching <coughs> before or after any other exercise, then you're doing something very similar to yoga anyway. And then, and of course it's incorporating that that relaxation breathing, you know, breathing into your stomach, belly breathing as we call it, or um, there's different kinds of breathing, all kinds of breathing that you can do with yoga, but that's so, the most often used. Uh, so Capro says, no, I just wanted for a little side business I'm involved in recently, uh, and she's not selling board games. Yeah. Th then, then. Yeah. You don't it, need to go that deep. Yeah. Squarespace is going to be perfect for you because it's aligned with Square, which is aligned with PayPal. So they enable you to build uh, websites that have a back end, the back end money component the uh, for you, the management, the, the store with it. Mm -hmm. So Square Squarespace would be perfect for you. They have training videos on the Squarespace app application. Uh, In fact, you ha also... when you sit down and watch those videos, have your son uh, sit down and watch them with you, and he wow. can learn as well, and he might even be able to take over the management of that yeah, website. Exactly, exactly. He's old enough to do that. Uh, and uh, and if you can't, if go to the video, if you go to Squarespace and look at their video training, they do have stuff on there. Uh, but you can also go to YouTube and say "Intro to Squarespace," and you'll get plenty of material. And it's got it's a lot easier than going through a book. I'm not a I'm, I read books and I listen to books, but it's hard for me to learn from books. I learn from video. So if I want to learn, if I want to become an expert at uh, the, you know, Pinelands uh, National Reserve, then I, I watch videos on it like I did last night. So Yeah. Okay. No calls. Yeah. All uh, right. You're ready well, to... I'm we had one call and it was yeah, nice. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Phone's off. All right. Let's talk about what's coming up next Wednesday. We're going to focus on a new decade. Okay, this hit me like boom when um, I heard, oh, it's the last full moon of the decade. And I was like, dude, this is the end of the decade. And I didn't even think about that until, you know, just this, this week. So maybe you guys have all been aware of it all year and go, oh, yeah, it's the last year. But I just kind of went, whoa, let's talk about what we're going to do for the next 10 years, the 2020s, right? How exciting is that? Do you remember the roaring 20s? 
I don't remember them because I wasn't there. But <laughs> they said they <laughs> you remember were your history about yeah. the twenty, the Roaring Twenties. We're gonna have more Roaring coming up, right? Yeah, there was the Roaring Twenties, the Depressive Thirties, the War Torn Forties. Well, let's just do the Roaring Twenties okay. and and focus on that. Okay, desire mapping the new year and the new decade. So we're going to talk about focus and um, what that means when we're coming up to the new year and the new decade. What do we want to focus on? What are we going to work on? What do we want to develop? What's important to us? Uh, You know, either through contribution or what we want to make happen in the world and in our world or um, in our lives. So we're going to get more into that on Wednesday. I'm really looking forward to having that discussion with everybody. So I hope that you'll be here for that. Captain Marvel says, I, I uh, watched a yoga video on YouTube and I couldn't make it past day one. Yeah, I can't a, sit like that. It's a lot of stretching. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what you got to do is love yourself through it and just say, you know what? I am not going to be perfect at this on day one. It's going to take a lot of practice to get there. But then you just do the practice and accept all your imperfections and all your flaws and love yourself through it. That's what yoga is all about. <clears throat> That's what yoga is all about. It's not about being perfect. Yeah. That's why they call it a practice. All right. Uh, that's At least it. I know there's that a, much. <laughs> they're still having uh, a pretty good conversation amongst themselves in the room. So Okay. Well, it is 5 o'clock, so we're going to uh, go off and have our dinner now. And we will be back at 7 o'clock with the uh, A Gypsy's Kiss Friday Fandango. It is Friday, isn't it? Friday it is the 13th. Friday the 13th. In fact. Wait. It's the last Friday the 13th of the decade. Exactly. The last <laughs> Friday the 13th of the decade. Of the decade. We had the last full... This has been a busy week. We had the last full moon of, of the, the decade. decade. The last Friday the 13th mm-hmm. of the decade. Tomorrow will be the last Saturday the 14th of the decade. <laughs> I could do this the rest of the week. We're going to celebrate Christmas our last of the Christmas of the decade. The last New Year's Eve of the decade. That's right. And it just went by like that. Boom. Like that. Yeah. Like... Yeah, and you know, in 2010, I went to Australia. Maybe some big thing will happen in 2020 for me, too. Those are 10 years I didn't spend in Belize. I mean, in uh, Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you hung out with me for most of it. All right. Well, I think that's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> okay. The treasure princess. Treasure princess. Magical treasure Oh, the life coach to the rich and famous. <laughs> All right, hit it. All right. Thanks, everybody, for being here today for all your great questions, comments, and friendly chat in the chat room. We appreciate you. We look forward to seeing you again real soon. And for the softer side, I am your Life Transitions Coach, Shelly Carney. Thank you for listening to The Softer Side with Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice. Please write to us with questions or ideas for future shows at thesofterside.info at gmail.com and visit the free member vault for more great tips and ideas at eSofterside.com.